Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, grabbing a fish fresh from the ocean of chat, dunking it into the deep fryer of humour, and sprinkling it with the salt of giggles. Hello, James. What's the fish doing in the ocean of chat? Oh, I don't know. It got lost. It was in the real ocean, and then it, and then it got lost and ended up in the ocean. No, the ocean of chat has fish in it, and I yeah. guess the fish represents a topic of conversation. Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah, great. And then you get it out and then you fry it in the fryer of humour and then you yeah. sprinkle over giggle, the giggles. I love that. Thanks, man. It's a food podcast. That's why I did that. It's sort of linked to food food and humour. It's a food podcast with Ed Gamble and James Acaster. Yes, correct. We invite a guest to the Dream Restaurant every week and we ask them the favourite ever start a main course, side dish, drink and dessert. That's exactly what we do. Yes. Uh, and our special guest this week is Emily, Emily Atak. Emily Atak is... An actor, a presenter. She's got her own show on ITV2, where she does like stand up and sketches and all of that sort of thing. She was Ooh. in the in betweeners, James. So, what, what a CV. That's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to talk about. Multi talented. But knowing us, we won't be talking about any of that in any way whatsoever because we'll be no. too busy talking about food, probably like making fun of her a bit. Yeah. Unless it really looks like she's getting upset and then we'll, re- we'll reel it in. Yeah, um, really but that's in. normally what happens, right? So yeah, normally, normally things go into the gutter at some point. I normally take it there, and I'd like to apologise for that, but I will never change. Yeah, that's the best kind of apology. Yes, <laughs> here's what we won't apologise for though: <laughs> if Emily Atak chooses a secret ingredient, an ingredient that me and Ed don't like, we'll chuck her out of the dream restaurant, and she won't get any dinner. Correct. And this week's secret ingredient is salt and shake. Salt crisps. and shake crisps. So disappointing. Ugh, I remember them in school. A little kid being like, hey, check these out. And he showed me the salt and shake, and I thought it looked so cool. And then I had a crisp. And I was like, right, well, you're an idiot. Yeah, there's no coverage of salt on these crisps. Yeah. What they've done there is they've left the most important job up to you yeah. as a kid. And you're never yeah. going to do it because you don't work in a crisp factory. No, you, you, you have the means. So all that happens is you shake it, yeah, and then all the salt floats to the bottom anyway. Floats to the bottom. Floats to the bottom. You know, and James isn't a man of science, but he knows that salt floats downwards. Salt floats to the bottom of the packet. I'll be honest, the first time I had them, my mum put them in my lunchbox. Yeah. I don't think she really knew what they were, and I ate the whole bag of plain crisps and then found the, the sachet at the bottom. Yes, and then what did you do with the sachet of salt? I probably ate the sachet. Yeah, I bet you did. If I could sum up my childhood in one word, it would be consumption. Yeah, I bet you ate the salt sachet, sachet of salt. 
I bet you made this noise. <laughs> yeah, I definitely did that. And then some music went. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, you have a big mouthful of salt. Well, yeah, this is exciting. If Emily Hopefully Acap chooses this salt and shake crisps, we will chuck him out. Yes, we will. So, without further ado, let's hear the off-menu menu of Emily, Emily Acap. Welcome, Emily Atak, to the Dream Restaurant. Hi! That's high pitch, doesn't it? That was really high pitch. Sorry about that. A lot of stuff happened there. Welcome, Emily Atak, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Oh, I'm so chuffed. I'm so chuffed to, to be here. Thank you. It was a very high-pitched high, and you were, you were aware of it. You came in high-pitched, and then the genie arrived. A lot of stuff went on very quickly. Do you normally go in with a high-pitched high? I do when I'm kind of... Because this, for me, is really exciting, This doing this podcast. So it's almost like a nervy thing of going, hi, and then realising, and now I'm embarrassed. I've drawn attention to it even more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about it, though. It's fine. Get it out there. <laughs> Apologies for that. <laughs> Let's put you at ease with a bit of bonding. You and me both have hard A's at the start of our surnames. Oh, we do, don't we? Yeah, A I was always so chuffed. I was always the first on the register at school. It was the best yeah. thing ever. It was like, oh, I'm first. So. Who was second? Do you remember? Oh, no. Um, don't know. Can't remember. Shout no. out Daniel Behan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that who was second on your register, James, rather than yes. you don't weirdly know the details of Emily's school register? No, Daniel Behan was uh, in my <laughs> primary school class and then was even even in my form group in secondary school. So it was always A caster B hand, one after the other, hard A, hard B. Nice. I always felt sorry for a lad in my class called Varro because he was a bit further down the line and I'm thinking, nah, rubbish. But surely not at the end. Well, it was a small class. It was a small class, James, really small. So. How many? What, your class stopped at F? Yeah, I think what? it did. Actually, no, there was a guy called... No, no, just remember, there was a guy called Ward. He was last. But he didn't get, he didn't get your sympathy for some reason. <laughs> yeah. You felt you were feeling sorry for Pharaoh, but Ward's sitting there like, what? Look at me! <laughs> well, big shout out, and wait till you see how sorry you feel for this guy for, in my school, Zubeda. Ooh, Whoa. yeah, wow. Rock bottom of the register. Mm. That's a cool name, though. Zubeda, I like it. Also, got to draw attention to something that me and Ed have just seen, but the listener haven't. Uh, why are you drinking out of a, a cup the size of your head? Oh, is it, is it quite big? <laughs> that is humongous. I honestly thought you hailed it right up to the camera there, but it is just a massive cup. Yeah, and also it's really difficult to find objects that are bigger than my head, so I think that's why I've chosen it, because my head is so fucking massive. So finding something to make my head look smaller is kind of the aim here. So you, you always hold big objects. Always on a, always on a Zoom, especially on yeah. a Zoom because Zoom really kind of enlarges the head. Especially if I've been on the booze like all weekend, uh-huh. in, like my head inflates <laughs> by like five sizes. So since the pubs have reopened since you know the twelfth of April, my God, I think it's inflated about twenty seven sizes. Yeah, <laughs> they're letting people indoors, but that's not going to be an option for you, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll, I'll have it in the beer garden. Still, my head's massive. <laughs> Give it to me in, in, in as big of glass as you've got, so I can you know try and perspective trick this. Absolute nightmare. I'll have a pint of Guinness in a Sports Direct mug, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my uncle calls it the booze valve. You know, if you have been drinking too much and you've, your face is really inflated and you have to, like, pierce a bit of skin there and then it just goes... <laughs> the booze valve. <laughs> 
Has he got a big head as well? Is this a thing in your family? Yeah, really, yeah. It's a thing in the family. Everyone's got a big, massive fucking head. Yeah. Well, everyone's on the telly, so it's it's a very sort of telly family. And I think lots of people on telly have big heads. It is a thing. Like, people say to me in real life, people go, oh, my God, like, your head is massive. Yes. But I sometimes get really pleased with that because I I sort of go, does that mean I've got a tiny body? Nah. (laughs) Ah, it's interesting because normally what people say is when they meet someone famous, oh, they're a lot shorter than I realised. Yeah. With you guys, it's aren't their heads bigger than they look on the telly? Yes. Honestly, that's what everyone says to me. Like, guys even have said it to me before. They're like, yeah, like, she is fit, but her head is fucking massive. <laughs> Part of my ignorance here. Oh, I would like a rundown of all of your family who are on the telly. Because oh, I, God. I think I know, so you can you give, you give James the rundown. And I was going to say, I've never thought any of you have big heads. I'm going to put that out there now. Although I'm enjoying yeah, making fun of you for having a big head, even though I don't think you have one. When you see us in real life, trust me, it is the massive head brigade. <laughs> it's mental. <Yeah. laughs> well, we saw your sister a minute ago helping you set up the laptop. Big head. Enormous. <laughs> so big. It's enormous, yes. We haven't even touched the service on the, the forehead yet. Everyone always says to me, I've got like a nine head. Yeah, so you just pulled your hair back there. What you're doing there is you're pulling your hair back and obscuring the hair. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everyone's head, I mean, I do have quite a big head anyway, but everyone's head looks quite big if you do that. Yeah, I mean, what, what I'm mainly struck by when you do that is just how absolutely pristine your skin is. Is it? Do you well, think? Here he comes. From here. James loves skin and that came out creepier than I thought it would. Oh my God, that is the <laughs> nicest thing anyone has said to me in a really long time. Hey, no problem. Sorry that Ed hasn't been paying any compliments. To balance it out, it's lucky your skin's pristine because there's so much of it on that head. Yeah. <laughs> it must take... How, how many bottles of moisturiser do you use on, that, on, your, on your fucking head in the morning? <laughs> A lot. E45, more like E145, am I right? Oh, he's good. The thing is, he's got it within him. It's good that he conceals it a lot of the time. James still doesn't know who in your family is on the television, so you've got to put him out of his misery now, haven't you? Well, to be honest, I think you're a bit young. It's more like your parents might know kind of who my mum is. My mum's sort of been around for a while. She's called Kate, Kate Robbins. She's a comedian, actress, all-round show-off. My uncle Ted, Ted Robbins, has been in the business for a really long time. You know Ted Robbins, James? Oh, yeah. He's just one of those all-rounders. He's kind of been around for, um, you know, a really long time. Yeah, I know Kate Robbins. Yeah. There's a photo of her with Paul McCartney here. Oh, yes, so I'm related to Paul McCartney as well. Oh, congrats. I wasn't I wasn't going to mention that one because that's really showing off. <laughs> it's a bit, isn't it? <laughs> and now you've mentioned it, what a massive head Paul McCartney's got. Yeah. Yeah, well... Yeah, no. And if you actually look, there's a similarity. Like, my sister looks a lot like the McCartney. My sister's uh, got the McCartney gene a lot. Um, yeah, Paul, Paul McCartney is my grandma's cousin. Wow. So, that, yeah. that mug, every time you bring it up. <laughs> That's what the oh, world was for. <laughs> Not the McCartney link. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even give a shit about Paul McCartney, but look at that mug. <laughs> What's in it? It's a coffee. I don't really love coffee that much, but I, I'm a bit like a child and... Um, mm-hmm. I, I sort of, I only, I drink coffee. Like if I'm not allowed to have alcohol, I have to have something to give me like a, a whoosh. So I'll, I'll have a bit of that before, you know, like a, something like this. Keeps my little brain ticking away, you know. Little brain ticking? <laughs> <Little brain>, yeah, <laughs> sadly. <laughs> we always start with still or sparkling water at the start of the meal. You got a preference? Sparkling. Yeah, definitely sparkling. If it's still, I want to, I'm one of those annoying people. I now sort of put cucumber in it and... Bit of mint. 
Uh-huh. Even at home. Yeah, this is at home. I sort of do that. That's kind of like one like a grown-up thing that I do. I feel really grown up when I do that. I also know that I'm looking after myself when I kind of put cucumber in water, you know. But mm. but yeah, first choice sparkling. Because then you it's it's a bit more fun, isn't it? You sort of feel like you're having a bit of pop. Ed, do you mm. hate cucumber in water? Yes. I absolutely hate it. He's voiced this before. He hates it. I like it. I think it's nice. I'm with you. Yeah, it's nice. The hard yeah. A's sticking together here. It's just you get just a slight, like tiny little hint of it when you when you drink it. Mm-hmm. Do you like cucumber in general? Yeah, I like I like cucumber, but you know, cucumber's mainly water anyway, isn't it? So good point. Yeah. Have a slice of cucumber, fine, but I don't want that. That I think it tastes more cucumber tastes more cucumbery when you put it in water than it does when you have a slice of cucumber. And I like the taste of water anyway. I don't need to mess with water. Okay, fair enough. Icy water. Icy water. Yeah. I see dead people. I see. <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. I thought you said. Yeah. Icy. That's, what, that's what I thought was going on there. <laughs> icy water. Yeah, we all do, Emily. That's not a. <laughs> <laughs> She's showing off. It's not a paranormal skill. We can all see it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, slice of lemon, maybe slice of lemon, but not with with sparkling water. I don't like to mess around with it too much. Loads of ice and maybe a bit of lemon, but I'm but not bothered without it either. So, yeah. Well, hold on, though. So, because you, you add stuff in it. So, you said lemon, you said cucumber, you said mint. Is there anything else that you would add to a glass of water? And when we've got the full list of stuff you would add to a glass of water, I am going to need you to rank them worst to best. Okay. I also go a little bit mad sometimes and put sliced strawberry in my still water. Oh, wow. But the thing is, you can't, you can't leave it in there for too long because the, the strawberries start to kind of go a bit soft and a bit bleh. Uh-huh. this is just like if you're going to drink the still water with all the things in it you have to drink it quite quickly because you just get a nice hint of the flavors of the bits that are in there but then it doesn't get all mushy and little bits start flying around it and it's, it's chaos yeah. so yeah but i would say the first choice would be cucumber yeah. and then lemon and then strawberry sometimes i put it all in together like a non-alcoholic pims yeah yeah i think i think i like the vibe of it i like i like a vibe yeah. so like a glass of like if someone asks me for uh, if I want a glass of water, I'm kind of like oh like because I feel like if someone's trying to get me to drink water, they're trying to stop me from having fun. <laughs> so like <laughs> I I just I felt that growing up, it was always like a glass of water meant that I was having a tantrum or or if just like I've I've realised I haven't had a glass of water for a few days and it's like oh, I just have to drink a bit of water. But kind of now in my thirties, I'm realising water is very important, so I try and drink it more but yeah i think i'm adding things to the water out of protest to try and make it more interesting because i definitely relate water with being dull yeah right see i I, that to me sounds like a lot of hassle like every time i have a glass of water i have to get the cucumber out slice up a strawberry do all that because vibe vibe i don't i think you can have too much vibe i think that probably says a lot about me sometimes i don't want a vibe (laughs) i just want a glass of water completely fair and james knows i'm a glugger as well you've never seen someone glug it like it, I mean, just ridiculous. Yeah. Are you one of those? I uh, do you love what Joel Domit, who obviously you guys know very well. He constantly has a go at me for not drinking enough water, and all he talks about is how much he loves water. He's like, I love it so much. I love water. I just love it. Ah. I always say how much he fucking loves water. I was like, yes, I get yeah. the hint. Like I remember when we were doing extra camp together, we were away in Australia. He was always checking to see that I was drinking water. And his, his rule is, if you pick up a bottle of water, you have to finish it. You're not allowed to put it down. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's mad. Finish a bottle of water. For one, Joel Domit has no right to dictate to any, anyone what they should be drinking. Correct. Or eating at all, because his history on this podcast is, yeah. uh, is pretty poor. Every, everyone absolutely hates him. So yeah. <laughs> he can't tell you to do that. Also, 
that is such a Joel thing to do, to be like, the rule is, if you pick up a water, you have to drink the whole water. It's such a Joel Dobbit rule, which I love him for. To put a game or a rule onto basic stuff is very Joel. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's just, it's made me, it made me associate water with being boring. Because again, I feel like I'm being told to drink it. I'm being told to finish the bottle of water. So if I'm being told to do it, I don't yes. want to do it. By a pretty fun guy though, right? Yeah. Joel Dobbit's a pretty fun yeah, you know, it must seem less square when Joel Thomas tells you to drink it, surely. <laughs> I was just trying to get him to drink alcohol the entire time we were away, bless him. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, with your massive head going through the jungle. Please, Joel, <laughs> have some booze with me. But please, make my head inflate by three sizes. Pop-nubs or bread? Pop-nubs or bread, Emily Atak? Pop-nubs or bread? Okay. I was up very late last night thinking about this. Um, I had nightmares about it because, but is it, if I'm having Indian food, I'll have poppadoms. Sure. Uh But I'm having bread if it's anything else, bread. But like quite simple. I like a bit of oil, a bit of balsamic vinegar, tiny crunch of salt. That's my bread. I don't, I don't have butter on my bread. Ever? Not really. Wow. This might be a first on the podcast. I'm scared because... I'm already scared that I'm eating an entire, like, focaccia or something. That scares me. So I'm scared of putting butter on it because I'm already eating a focaccia bigger than my head. So the butter is adding... I I think I'm a girl and I think about about calories and all that shit. Actually, no, I don't when I'm out having dinner. Well, you don't have to think about that in the dream restaurant. Okay, butter. All right. No, no, because actually, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I actually don't think with with olive oil and balsamic, you don't need butter, surely. No, that's fair. No. But if you prefer no. olive oil and balsamic, that's what you should have. Yeah, if you genuinely prefer it. Yeah, I think I'm just going to admit admit that I prefer olive and balsamic over butter. I think. Would you do this at home as well? Is this something you do at home? Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Putting a bit of... Because um, thing, things in little bowls make me really happy. And again, it's like vibey. I love like little bowls of nice things. And if I see like a little bowl of balsamic and oil mixed together, lovely. That makes me really happy. I like that a lot. I feel like you're doing things at home that not many other people would make the step to do at home. You're yeah. doing restaurant flourishes mm. in a home cooking setting, which is very impressive. I love cooking and I, I like making those little vibes for myself. Like if I pour a glass of wine, I, I have like a, a tiny little bowl of nuts with it. And that's, I think that's why I can't be asked to just drink a glass of water because with a glass of water, I'm not going to make myself a tiny little bowl of nuts because the water is just keeping me alive. It's, there's no fun to it. It's like, uh-huh. if, if it's a glass of wine, it's like, oh, should I have a bowl of olives with it as well? And take a picture of it, put it on Instagram. Lovely. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much traction does that get? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. <laughs> Um, well, it's not, a, it's not a picture of my tits, so actually probably nothing. But, um, but um, yeah. That would be awful. No likes for a picture of a bowl of olives. Well, even sadder would be no likes for a picture of some tits. Yeah, that would be sad, wouldn't it? That would be sadder, right? That'd be a bigger hit to the ego. Yeah, no, it would. You're right. You're very right. Very Who right. Who cares um, if people like the olives or not? If I put a picture of my butt on Instagram, I'd want people to like it. I wouldn't yeah. care about about the olives picture. No, it's right. I remember when that Instagram first sort of came out and I was sort of trying to gauge like what was popular to put up. And I realised people like pictures of food, don't they? They like sort of seeing little pleasing mm-hmm. bowls of things and, and, and drinks and stuff. 
And I was still, I was sort of trying to do that. I thought, right, if I put a picture of my poached egg, is that going to get likes? And then I just realised, no, it is just a pick of the tits. <laughs> Watch the likes roll in. So I gave up on putting poached eggs on my fucking Instagram. No in a fucking way. point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't follow you on Instagram. Um, I'm not on Instagram myself, but I, I'm now imagining your timeline. It's just like loads, loads of pictures of food, and then suddenly <laughs> it just completely changes. And I've got to say, Emily... I don't follow you on Instagram, and you do realise after this conversation, there is no way I can. <laughs> yes. It's right, not bare tits, just, you know. Right. But it's impossible for Ed to follow you without you thinking, oh. It's impossible for you to get that notification saying Ed Gabler's <laughs> followed you on Instagram without thinking, oh, right, yeah, I see. Yeah. I guess it's olives from now on in. Yeah, yeah. get the poached eggs back, yeah. Also, quite interesting, just before we move on, nice yeah. to know that James thinks of his butt as his tits. Yes, yeah, the butt. I did, I did think the butt that. is the male tits. Yeah, it's a, it's a cleavage, isn't it? It's a cleavage. <laughs> yeah. Look, you know, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> I just kind of think <laughs> if someone sent me a picture of their tits, uh, I think it would be <laughs> a little bit hardcore to go straight in with a deep shot. And uh, I think <laughs> what I would do in response would be a photo of my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the funniest image in my head. Do you think anyone in that scenario would then send you something back? If they, you know, mm. were kind enough to send you a picture of themselves in that scenario and they received a butt pic back again, yeah. do you think then that conversation's carrying on? Yeah. Well, the ball is in their court. Uh, <laughs> or oh, yours. is that there as well? <laughs> <laughs> this is one. <laughs> Just by accident. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Tuck between the, the legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pop it through. <laughs> <laughs> little something, little sneak preview. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you, you've got a funny story about someone sending their butts to their girlfriend, haven't you, Ed? I know you were pressing me for that. I'm not sure. Oh, go on. Someone I sort of know once sent a butt pic to his girlfriend to spice up the relationship, and she broke up with him almost exactly after that. Oh my god, no! Was it? But was it because his bum was really bad, or was it because she was like, "Well, this is just"? I just think it's. I think it's weird to send a bum pic. Bum bum pic is a very bold choice. I'm always scared of man's bums. Like I, yes. you know, you know the little walk. You know the little walk on the way out. If you've just like. I don't even know if you can air this. The way out. You know, on the way out to the bathroom, you know, when you lie in yes. bed and then they walk off to the bathroom to have a wee. Yeah. I always get really scared to look because I'm scared. I'm like, I want to see what his bum looks like, but I'm really yes. scared. What are you scared of, Emily? <laughs> what are you frightened you're going to see? I'm just scared. I'm just like, what's it going to look like? Is it going to be hairy? Is it going to not be hairy? Is it going to have something weird on it? Or is it uh, is it going to put me off them? Is it, weird I, on it. Because the a bum, spider. A, yeah, look, like, there's, there's a tarantula sitting up, <laughs> crawling out of it. But you know, like I don't know, like oh, bums are scary. I get scared of bums. What's the worst thing you could see on a man's bum? Yes, that would scare you the most. What are you most worried about seeing on a bum? Yeah. Um, biggest fear, <laughs> like a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's the right answer. <laughs> a piece of shit. <laughs> there was a moment there where James was so taken aback and then thought about it and was clearly like, well, yeah, obviously that is the way. <laughs> yeah, good going. Well, my, 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 you know, my, initial, my initial response in my head was, oh, dear, why say that? And, and then I went, no, it's, it's absolutely the right answer. It's, you know, yeah. Especially if you've been laying in bed with this man, he's like, I'm just going to pop to the bathroom and there's an actual piece of shit. 
<laughs> just on his bum. his bum. I mean, yeah. Do you, I mean, I laughed immediately because that's exactly my humour. So, yeah, yeah. There we go. I, I absolutely <laughs> loved it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm actually crying. See, I'm crying at the thought of the yeah. horrible shitty bum. <laughs> yeah, that would be very bad. <laughs> I was going to ask, what's the best thing you can see on his bum? But uh, I don't know. Nice clean bum. <laughs> nice, nice clean, clean bum. bum. That's what you want, yeah. isn't it? Your dream starter. Okay. I'm going to sound like a basic bitch, but it's for me, this is the consistent, lovely, reliable, boring boyfriend of of starters. Mm -hmm. And it's a prawn cocktail. Mm. Not just like, and I I don't think I've ever had a prawn cocktail, but you know, and also, because I was going to say, uh, only when it's like the nice, the nice giant. Uh, Did you say you've, just never, you've never had a prawn cocktail, Emily? No, never had a bad prawn cocktail. So oh, never right. had a bad okay. one. No. <laughs> because that was a big swing. Because initially you said, yeah. I've never had a prawn cocktail. Never had one. No, I, I, I've never had a bad one. And I, I was going to say it has to be a bit of a posh one. But actually, I remembered all the times in my life when I've just had really nice basic ones. Because also with starters, I, I panic. I really, really panic because. I'm so obsessed with food and I'm so obsessed with going out to eat. And I'm one of those psychos that studies the menu back to front, even if I know the menu. And the starter is very important because you're so hungry, but you what you, you want to order, like something massive, but something that's probably going to destroy your main course because you've eaten too much bread and olives and all of that. But I think a prawn cocktail, it's light. You know, it doesn't it doesn't fill you too much. There's not too much bread on it. And um, yeah, just I really like a prawn cocktail, and I've just I've got a nice sort of sentimental memory of of these particular prawn cocktails. I used to go to Portugal with my parents. I was really young, and my brother and sister, and that was when I was kind of introduced to them. My mum would get us all a prawn cocktail each, and I felt a bit grown up with my little sparkly dress on and my my you know my clumpy little little baby heels. <laughs> Sound like a weird child, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it was just a really nice memory. And we're, yeah, we'd be in Portugal and we'd have these lovely little prawn cocktails. Yeah, and I just, I love them. You say grown up, and I think that's the key word for a prawn cocktail. As yeah. a child, having a prawn cocktail must feel so grown up. You feel like, yeah, yeah. that's a proper adult starter, I think. Yeah, and I used to, I used to get annoyed with my mum because she would like, she knew that I was going to have a prawn cocktail whatever we, uh, restaurant we went to. So she'd go... Emily, do you want your prawn cocktail? I don't want to say it to myself that I'm having a prawn cocktail. Like to the waiter, I'd be so chuffed with myself, like looking up at the waiter going, I have a prawn cocktail, please. That was like my thing. So I was like to mum, back off, bitch. I am saying this myself. But the, the Thousand Island sauce, because that has got to have a nice, nice squeeze of lemon in there, but not too much. Um, mm. And yeah, I love it. Do you like a prawn cocktail? Yeah, I like them. I don't think I'd ever choose it necessarily yeah. but i have had them in the past and enjoyed them they feel if they come back into fashion because they were old-fashioned for a bit and now and oh, yeah. then they probably came back in yeah they're probably they're probably a bit old-fashioned but yeah they're just they're consistent yeah and i've never i've never had a bad one and sometimes nowadays i do go a little bit too um i go i go for like the strangest thing on a menu and sometimes I just I sort of say to myself, stop trying to be clever. Just order what you want deep down. I didn't have a prawn cocktail until I was in my 20s, Ooh. maybe 25, 25 years mm. old. And until then, it was just a flavour of crisp to me. Mm. That was all. It was mm. a crisp flavour. For ages, I didn't really understand. You know, I didn't really question that prawn cocktail. And it's like it didn't even taste like prawns. But, like, I loved prawn cocktail crisps. Absolutely loved them. And then I remember being on tour with Josie Long in a little B&B in Scotland. 
and I saw prawn cocktail on the menu. And I didn't say it out loud because I very quickly figured out that it must have always been a thing and it probably predated the crisps. <laughs> but in my head, I was like, oh man, it's an actual dish. Yeah. It's an actual thing. So I ordered it there and then. Oh, so the first day you had a prawn cocktail was also the first day you found out that it wasn't just a crisp flavour. Yes. yes. Really? Genu- yeah, genuinely. I hadn't seen it on any mm. menus and I hadn't talked about it with people. I had prawn cocktail crisps. I never said to anyone, why are they called prawn cocktail? Never asked it. Never came up anywhere until I was 25. Well, because if you actually think about the, the, the words prawn cocktail, if you actually yeah. think about that, that doesn't sound very nice, does it? You sort of weird. think... Weird, yeah. Yeah, it sounds weird because a cocktail, is, it means a mix of stuff. And I don't really, I don't really want prawns to be mixed with too many mad things. So, yeah, it does sound a bit weird, but... Yeah, God, I can't believe that you didn't have one until you're 25. Wow. Was there anything else that you were confused by? Would they bring you fish and chips and they were like, do you want salt and vinegar on your chips? You're like, what? Yeah, well, <laughs> I probably did make that link at one point. I bet I bet there was a time when I went to the chippy and they said salt and vinegar. And I was like, aha, because they're made of potatoes <laughs> as well. This is the best. I see where these crisp companies get the ideas from now. Because <laughs> really, the prawn cocktail crisps are just Thousand Island sauce flavour, aren't they? Really? Mm, yeah. yeah. Why is it called One Thousand Island Dressing? I'm looking it up. Are there a thousand islands? Do they all contribute an ingredient each to the dressing? According to the Oxford Companion to American Food and Drink, the dressing's name comes from the Thousand Islands region, located along the upper St. Lawrence River between the United States and Canada. So it's the name of a region... It's called Thousand Islands, and that's where the dressing comes from. It's not uh, a thousand different islands, all with their own spoon, making one dressing. Right. A Thousand Island bottled stuff isn't as nice. I think, the, uh, like, the fresher, the better. And when you start pissing around with it, people start putting weird things in it. No, I think it just has to be very basic. It's ketchup and mayo, isn't it? With a bit of lemon and, mm. yeah, keep it simple. Oh, my God, I used to go to Pizza Hut when I was little, and the salad bars at Pizza Hut. Do you, do you remember the salad bars? You go out there and oh, yeah. load oh, yeah. that bowl, yeah. And like, you didn't want your pizza afterwards because you had so much of, of that in the beginning. And there was a nice Thousand Island sauce they had there, and I used to cover everything in that sauce. <laughs> You've transported me there. I'm remembering the black plastic little ladle. Yes, that you could get a surprising amount of dressing into. And the little bacon bits. The little bacon bits. I would mainly have yeah. those. I'd have a bowl of dressing, some cheese, yeah. some bacon bits, and a, a yeah. beaten salad with no yeah. vegetables in it. Here's a question for you about the Pizza Hut buffet. You loved it for a starter, Emily. Would you ever think a second trip to the buffet was an acceptable dessert? Having a salad with some croutons in there and bacon, would you think that was a dessert? No. No, wouldn't it be? No. It definitely wouldn't be your dream meal dessert, would it? No, absolutely not. No. No, 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 no. So no, no, in no, case no. Daisy May Cooper's listening to this. Well, James, we recorded that episode maybe two years ago. You've got to let it go, man. No, absolutely can't let it go. Every time someone <laughs> brings up the Pizza Hut buffet, I think about that. And I think someone actually had that as their dream dessert once. And it absolutely- no. She was only doing it to annoy you. She was only doing it to annoy you. And it's worked for so long. <laughs> it, I, I, it's going to work for much longer as well. Good news for Daisy. <laughs> to the day I die, I'm going to be angry about that. I can see I can see it in your eyes. Like you're kind of yeah. you're sort of trailing off with your eyes, reliving it and getting really yeah. cross. What's the difference between Thousand Island dressing and Mary Rose sauce? Oh, good point. I don't, I don't know. Do you know the answer to that? I think... One of them has salad cream and one of them has mayo. Well, I'm get- the recipes I'm getting up here have both got mayonnaise in them. Oh. 
See, that, that's why I love a Mary Rose or a Thousand Island dressing because I'm a condiment queen. I love condiments so much. And it's basically just all of them mixed together, isn't it? All the ones you like. You're a condiment queen. I am a mash king. Are you? This is exciting. Best at making the mashed potato. In one pub in the 90s, he was the mash king, yeah. Well, it was early 2000s. Mid-2000s, actually, to be fair to me. But yeah, very good at it. Well, you might hate this, but I, I actually, I love uh, sweet potato mash. Sweet potato mash is is my thing and I know if you're a real true potato lover people get a bit cross when you say about sweet potatoes people are like sweet potatoes have taken over but I love sweet potatoes I'm obsessed with sweet potatoes and I love making sweet potato mash and any kind of mash whether it's sweet potato or a regular mash I put loads of horseradish in it loads of butter and loads of horseradish delicious we have been told by our producer the great Benito that the sauces are the same Mary Rose and Thousand on the dressing but it is Mary Rose that is usually associated with the prawn cocktail, whereas Thousand Island dressing is often used in a Reuben sandwich. Ooh. Oh, my God. I'm so hungry now, thinking about that. <laughs> Apologies, because we are going to ask you more questions about food. It's only going to get yeah. worse, that feeling. What size prawns do you want in your prawn cocktail? Because, obviously, you've spoken about these posher ones that come with, like, six big prawns mm. around the outside mm. and then all the lettuce and dressing in the middle. Mm-hmm. But then a traditional sort of more 70s prawn cocktail would be those little frozen prawns, the way you eat them, and they don't really taste of anything, but then there's a little bit of water at the bottom that tastes of the sea. Yeah, oh, my God, heaven. I, I think, well, I, I like both. I'm, I'm going to be greedy and say, because this is my dream prawn cocktail, yeah. I would have both. I would have the, the, the small prawns with all the lettuce and everything in the middle, and then I'd have the big... And also, you never get enough big ones. They're always a bit stingy, aren't they? And you get one or two, but I'd have all of them with a little bowl at the side with the hand. The only thing I don't like, I I don't like having the admin of of picking food apart when I'm out with my sparkly dress and my little heels on. I don't want my hands to smell and like... So I don't don't really like doing that, but... I would still do it for for the prawn cocktail because I love it. Well, no, you don't, you don't have to. We can we can work out a system here. Oh, really? Whether it's we get someone to shell them for you, yeah, or um, we can provide sort of snooker referee gloves that you can use, maybe. Nice. Okay, because I, I think for the for the visuals, it's nice, isn't it, when they all come with the heads on and things like that. Mm-hmm. But in mm-hmm. if we're talking practically, I would rather everything come ready for me to just absolutely dive straight into shame though because then you don't get the fun of uh you know because after after doing all that you get to put your hands in the little the little bowl with the lemon in it and then you get to down that that the water don't you oh Pardon? god that is rank. you've been doing that have you well it's a little a little drink at the end isn't it you get a little like a spatula no. at the end before no, fishy finger water uh, uh, yeah i don't want fish finger water thank you no um, james do you really do you do that do you Oh no! <laughs> oh my God! Imagine, imagine if someone did that on a date. If if I was on a date and a guy did that, but didn't even acknowledge that he was doing it, I would. Yeah. I'd rather. I'd rather. I'd rather see his shitty ass walking out the door. I swear to God. It'd be a imagine combo. if a guy did that. He down that bo- uh, that bowl and then stood up and went, "Excuse me for one second," and walked to the toilet. He had shit all over his bum. <laughs> that is a bad date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not going to be there when he gets back. You definitely yeah. leave. And then he sends you a photo of his bum from the toilet as well. <laughs> it's got more shit on it. <laughs> I mean, so far, we've ended each section on the talk of a piece of shit on a bum. So let, let, let's go I'm on so to the sorry. main course and see, and see if we end up there as well. No, that was our fault. That one was our fault, Emily, to yeah. be fair. <laughs> Oh, right. Main course. Okay. Again, I was losing sleep over this because what I want to go for, and it's a, it's a psychological problem I have to get past, is a honey glazed 
pork. Right. So years ago, when we were uh, when we were little, my dad, instead of Christmas lunch, he said, right, instead of Christmas lunch this year, I'm going to go out and buy this beautiful piece of pork and I'm going to honey glaze it. And it's going to be amazing. My dad's a really good cook. And it caused so many arguments. My I'm, I'm convinced it's why my parents divorced. The the build up, he was talking about it for weeks, and we we're all kind of going, yeah, I kind of just wanted a, just a normal Christmas lunch. But we're going, no, 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 he really wants to do it. He really, you know, mum was going, come on, your father really wants to do this. So mum was on board at the beginning, and then by the end of it, she divorced him. <laughs> so it was like, it was literally, it was like she treated it like he had another woman. It was, it was the most mental thing. And he was glazing it for about four days. I just watched like, all these problems unravel in my family because of this fucking honey glazed fucking pork. What were the arguments about? Was he just being obsessive about it? Yeah, he was being obsessive about it because you know that sort of happens, doesn't it? Like I've sort of seen that happen before when uh-huh. the husband gets really obsessed over like a, well, it's normally the turkey, isn't it, for a Christmas lunch? Uh-huh. Um, they talk about how they're going to baste it and how they're going to, and the wife is always kind of like, oh, fuck off, I can't be asked to hear about this bloody turkey one more time. Yeah, last last Christmas for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is exactly what I, you're just you're just literally just laying out my whole life bare. Yeah, yeah. every weekend yeah. at Ed's house. Every weekend. Yeah. But but I remember eating it and thinking this is the most delicious thing I've ever eaten in my life. So and I've always thought about it ever since, but I've been too scared to have it. <laughs> I feel like it will curse my life. Because your mum started to get jealous of the pork and felt like it was mm. another woman, as you said. <laughs> yeah. When she had the pork, she must have also thought like you that it was delicious, but do you think... Do you, I don't think she'd admit it. I don't know if she, I can't remember if she admitted it. But maybe it was worse for her that it was delicious because she can taste how much he loves the pork. And she's like, well, now I'm going to I'm gonna leave him. Yeah. And she was like, he doesn't put that sort of attention into me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. But it was just... And I just remember this fucking ham causing so many rows. So now, like, I, I'm scared to have it again because I'm scared it will curse my life. <laughs> so, yeah, I think... I think I would do that because this is the dream meal. I've never forgotten it for, for good reasons and bad reasons. <laughs> was it worth it, the taste? Was it so good that you yeah. don't mind your home being broken apart? Yeah, no, it was definitely the worth, the, worth the breakdown of my parents' marriage. Here's what I'm, I'm going to offer you, Emily. Mm-hmm. And I don't know you very well, so apologies if this is crossing a line. But <laughs> as a genie waiter, I could make it that this is like, because this is the last, you know, the last time you had the pork, your parents got divorced. And with this one, how about it's the same pork, but by eating it, your parents get back together. Oh, how would you like that? I'd really like that. That is, is a dream restaurant. I'll That's very it. kind of you, Jeannie. Thank you. No problem. That's lovely, yeah. The problem is it's only if you have one helping they get back together. If you have seconds, <laughs> they break up again. Oh, fuck yeah. that then, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you have first, they get back together again. <laughs> That's the rule with no, the pork. no, I'm going to have to have second helpings because it's actually, even though it's gorgeous, it's still quite. It, it was quite. Um, you have to have a lot of it, you know. Mm. Um, so yeah, no, fuck that. They, they can stay divorced. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you're up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mom's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, May I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Your side dish, I feel, is going to be sweet potatoes. Yeah, yeah. and again, basic bitch, I have sweet potato fries with everything. Mm. But, you know, I've tried these new things recently, and I always like a side that has a little bit of sweetness to it. So, like, have you ever had pumpkin karaoke? Yeah. No? It's it's more in Japanese places, really, but I kind of have it on the, as a side for, for anything, really. It's... It's sweet pumpkin and it's like deep fat fried and it is absolutely gorgeous. And it kind of, it has that, it has a similar vibe that, to a sweet potato. So it just, it's like a nice sweet thing with a, with like a really salty thing. So I really like my side to have a, a sweetness to it to like complement the salty meat. Anything sweet potato, anything pumpkin or like butternut squash, maybe like chopped butternut squash with like, um, with sweet potato and, and garlic and all that kind of stuff, all roasted I love that kind of thing. Or just a pile of sweet potato fries. Absolutely lovely. That sort of thing, you feel like you're getting away with having veg. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it, yeah. it's a vegetable side, like roasted pumpkin. Do, does anyone know this yet? So I always say, I say I'm having sweet potato fries to be healthier, but it's not, is it? It's not healthier. Well, we're back to Joel Domit because... I think he picked sweet potato fries, but to prove a point that they're not any healthier than normal fries, because he wanted to get some sort of public service announcement out to people that potatoes and sweet potatoes are the same. I mean, it was it was insane. It was an insane choice. It was all health based. 
was yeah. horrible. Well, his oh, whole menu God. was a disaster, and then we got him back on to try and redeem himself, and then he made an even worse choice the second time. So Did he? I mean, oh, no. Did he say a protein shake? Yeah, that was the first episode. He said a protein shake. Yeah. The second time, oh, uh, I, I can't remember what his drink was the second time, but he, he, he chose a main meal, which he was based on an actual meal he had recently had, and he couldn't actually remember it and didn't really know what it was. And it, it, it didn't go well for him yet again. He still gets shouted at in the street by people. Yeah. Have a go at him. I know. He said, because I got trolled for life. Yeah. <laughs> people get very passionate, don't they, about food and drink. Yeah. If you think you've heard the last of anything you've said on this podcast, after this is over, you've got another thing coming. <laughs> and I think you know what you're going to get shouted at, <laughs> at you the most in the street after this. <laughs> Sadly, yes. Oh, God. But yeah, no, sweet potato vibes. I love a sweet, like a sweet potato puree or like a pumpkin mm. puree. You can have all of that. I reckon we can give you all of those different things in, in one bowl if you want. That's very kind. Thank you. I'd love that. And you've already given it a name. It's sweet potato vibes. So you can have a bowl of yeah. sweet potato vibes, yeah. which has got the yeah. fries, mm-hmm. pumpkin karaoke, puree, roasted mm. butternut squash, all the orange sweet things in mm. one big bowl. Sweet potato vibes. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit like baby food. <laughs> Similar, yeah. <laughs> a little bit like baby food. Do you like sweet potato crisps? Yeah, oh. all right. I, I think because I love sweet potatoes so much, I feel like with the crisps, it's taking away too much of the joy of the, the actual sweet potato. Mm-hmm. So I'm not uh-huh. really that arse. I'd rather just have a sweet potato. Again, though, I say that because if I'm sort of necking a sandwich, especially the prep ones, they're so naughty for you, aren't they? But obviously you have to have a, a packet of crisps with your sandwich. But if I get the vegetable crisps, I say I'm being healthier, but actually they're, About the same. they're just as bad, probably worse. Yeah, I think prep sandwiches are fine for you, but they're probably worse for you if if you're and I, I quote you just a second ago, necking it. Yeah, like yes. necking it. I can't not the prep sandwiches. I cut. I eat them in like three bites. I love them so much. You get those big baguettes. It's, I hate the name of it though. Mature prep pickle. It's that's the cheese and the pickle right. and everything. Is that your favorite one? Yeah, that's my favorite one, and it's got like cress in it. Cress, cress is like a a, a forgotten joy. Like I forgot about cress. And then I had a, a big, I started eating the big baguettes from Pret and it had cress. And I was like, how have I forgotten about this lovely little bit of cress? Like now, what? if I make a sandwich, got to have cress in it. Love a bit of cress. Cress? Yeah, cress. Honestly. Are you kidding me? I swear to God. It's a, it's a forgotten little joy, cress. What's the joy? If cress was nice, they wouldn't have to jazz it up by making it like pretend hair coming out of yeah. pot's head. <laughs> Yeah, true. Do you remember making cress at school? It was like the first thing that you had yeah. to be responsible for, a little thing of cress. Oh, I'm surprised we've never had cress as the secret ingredient. Yeah, good podcast. point. Cress. cress. Honestly, try it. I swear to God, put a bit I've of cress. I've tried it. it. Oh, we've tried cress, Emily, for oh, God's sake. It, even before I was 25, I'd have cress. <laughs> but re, re, like, it, give it a rebirth in your life, cress. Every time I've ordered something somewhere and it's come with cress on it, the first thing I do is get all the cress off of all the bits that I'm doing. <laughs> How do you like this? Imagine this scenario. Yeah. You're lying in bed. He turns to you and says, back in a minute, I'm just going to go to the toilet. He gets up. He walks out. You have a little look at his butt and there's crest growing out of it. Crest. Oh, no. no. He's got a crest butt. I think I'd be all right with that. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'd rather, rather that than a piece of shit. Just just on the top of the cheeks, not like the whole... Do you mean coming out of the crap? Well, it can be if you want, yeah. I imagine just a clump on one of the cheeks. That's what I was imagining, like a little crest head, but... You 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 mean in 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 place of his butt hair? Yeah, the crack like a like an ass strip. You would like it just coming out of the crack there. Like that. I'm not saying I would like that. I'm saying huh? that's how I imagined okay. it. Okay.
Your dream drink. We've talked about how much you're loving the pubs being open again and hitting the boozer. Yeah. Your head doubling in size, tripping in size. Is this drink going to reduce the size of your head or increase it? I think I've just learned in life um, most things I drink will always increase my head size. I've literally eaten out and been drinking out since the 12th of April. Uh So I'm trying to think what is it that I've been drinking most of recently. Do you know, I... I went through a summer where I drank nothing but Provence rosé. It was my favourite thing in the world, but I drank it so much that I think I, I, I overdid it. So I'm, I'm really into my white wine at the moment. So I'm going to go with a really cold glass of Gavi. I love a Gavi. Or is it Garvey? Gavi. Gavi. I'll go with Gavi. You said it with confidence. You said it with authority. Gavi. Yeah, Gavi. And also I love a Chardonnay. Uh-huh. And so I'm really into my white wines at the moment. It's a really lovely cold glass of white wine, either a Chardonnay or a Gavi. Gorgeous. You need a glass of wine to give you that hit that you want. Like if you have like a, I don't start with a cocktail. You know, some people start with cocktails before they're about to have savoury food. Mm. I don't get that thought process. A cocktail, I'll go for a cocktail if I'm going out for cocktails or I have a cocktail instead of a dessert when I'm being good. Prawn cocktail? <laughs> no, no, just a, pro- just a oh, cocktail. <laughs> um but yeah, I'd have, I'd have like a lychee martini or something like that, but not before a savoury meal. Do you know what I mean by that? Well, then your, your brain's ready for sweet, right? Yeah. So if, if I have a cocktail yeah. before a meal, it'll be something like a martini, just straight booze. Mm, yeah. Nothing sweet about there you it. Go. But I don't really like sweet cocktails anyway. You know, you're, people always complain about how little the cocktails are, but actually it's like kind of all you need. You, it's all you need. You, you don't want to have 10 drinks that all taste like melted Soleros. Do well, you? James does, definitely. Yes, please. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> do you eat the lychee if you get a lychee martini? Yeah, yeah. Or, the, or, or the olive in a, oh, yeah, in a martini with, a, with an olive. That, yeah. Oh, gorgeous. But yeah, no, I like a nice dry drink, dry white wine when I'm sitting looking at the menu. Oh God, it's the best feeling ever, isn't it? Sitting there with a menu and a, and ordering a nice drink. It's just, it's my favourite feeling in the world. Love it. You said you've been drinking out a lot. Who is the best person that you've had a drink with in that time? Do you know, I'm really lucky and like all my mates are fucking legends. Mm-hmm. So I would say... And it's, it sounds so cheesy, but just seeing my friends ah, again and being no, able to do that. No, and... no, 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 no. One person, <laughs> <Okay>. please. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get away with that, unfortunately, Emily. You've got to pick one person. I was waiting for it. Okay, one person. Okay. Um, can I say my mum? Yeah, you can yeah. if you want to sound like a fucking saddo. Yeah, if, if, that, if that's your actual answer as an adult. <laughs> Um, I think it's my mum. My mum is so fucking jokes and we have so much fun and she loves getting pissed and she loves eating and it's, it's yeah, just anyone that's that wants to get pissed and eat loads of food and not worry about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and that is my mum. <laughs> Always blows my mind when people have parents who like to get pissed with them. Oh, yeah. My mum's worse than me. She's brilliant. I'm not judging. I think it's cool. But, like, I've never had my parents, they, they, like, they like boozing. I even think they like getting drunk, but not intentionally with me. Oh, really? I can't even imagine sitting down with either one of them and we're like, we're getting hammered, let's do this. <laughs> Every time people are like, yeah, I go with my dad, we get pissed together. I'm like, what the hell? I don't think, me, like, certainly not my mum. My dad, we would go out for dinner and we would get drunk, but the decision wouldn't be, we are going out to get pissed tonight. But we would, we would. Oh, no. See, see, when I go home, when I go back home, you know, normally you sort of go back home to recharge and to, to kind of rehabilitate yourself for a bit. And 
and um, drink more water and, you know, and sort of be looked after a bit. I know that if I go, when I go back home, I come back two stone heavier and <laughs> just really fucking tired. <laughs> And I'm completely out of sorts. And I'm like, oh, God, I need, actually need to rehabilitate myself back in my own London home, away from my family. <laughs> they're just, they're, they're party people and they, yeah, they love a drink and they love eating. And it's so fun. But every time I go back home, it's Chris, It's like Christmas. Amazing. And obviously not through the pandemic, but like, I think that's what I've missed most, just it being Christmas every weekend we go to my auntie Amy's house and it's just it's literally just a three-day piss-up with like with all the family and roast dinners and lasagnas and oh and just loads of booze loads of booze and it's the best we've quite a quite nice accompaniments to loads of booze isn't it it's roast dinners and lasagnas all the time oh yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah another lasagna I, I'd actually like to do that now <laughs> just have like a two days of just yeah. drinking but all we're eating is lasagnas all the time yeah <laughs> keep them coming I remember the last time we all went out together as a family so it was like a Saturday uh, Saturday morning we all went out for breakfast together and we ended up having a beer with breakfast or a wine whatever, yeah, whatever. Sure. and then we we then just we drank all day. So then yeah. we ended up staying out for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and just like went to different restaurants all around the village. Well, that is my that is my absolute dream. A three restaurant day, hammered. Yeah, and with each meal, we were going. Oh, are we really going to do this? It started so it was like a breakfasty meal in the morning. You know, poached eggs and avocado and mimosas, yeah, yeah. all of that. And then we went to went to a pub afterwards and thought well we won't we won't eat because we've just had a nice big breakfast we'll just have like a few pints at the pub literally three pints in like should get a bit of lunch (laughs) and then after that you go well tell you what we probably won't get dinner we'll just have a few more drinks you know and then we'll head off and then it gets to 6 p.m we're going for a fucking curry 100 percent going for a curry you know that is the complete opposite of how anyone else would have that day so everyone else would be eating a meal and then go go on we'll have another drink will we come on let's have another drink and your family are going well we're obviously drinking all day but yeah. go on, let's oh go yeah. fuck it we'll have a meal we are naughty yeah let's have another meal yeah. we'll eat some food to sustain all yeah. this alcohol i could force down another lasagna i suppose <laughs> i really shouldn't tis my third of the day <laughs> but, uh... This will soak up all the alcohol. For an all-day session, what are you drinking? All-day session, right. Ooh. Okay, so I'll start with like a mimosa or whatever. Yeah, a couple of mimosas. And then I'll get to the pub, and I'm probably hungover on a Saturday. So I'll have like a, like a pint of Amstel with like a bit of lime in it okay. in the top. But like, like a, shan- a shandy yeah. sort of vibe, yeah. like maybe a drop of lemonade just to... I can't. I don't go straight in there with a pint. It has to have some kind of like nice sort of fizz in, like fizzy pop mm-hmm. in there. Give it a bit of bit of sweetness makes it taste a little bit more childish i'll have a couple of those and then that's when i feel absolutely fine again and then like the bottles of wine will probably start coming maybe some champagne love champagne then i have wine with the food and then always whenever we go we go to the same curry house called the Amptil tandoori in bedfordshire at about six o'clock and i always have and i stand by this with my curry i have matthias rosé it's about four quid in the supermarket and it is it's so nice with the curry it's like Enough, I don't like sweet wine at all. It's not really sweet. It's just got like a tiny hint of sweetness to it. It's pink and really fizzy and it's just fucking lovely. And I remember growing up, my parents just living on Matthias Rosé and we just went out for curries all the time. And even on school nights, you know, we, we were the kids that stank of 
garlic and like garlic naan the next day in class on like a tuesday like oh so tired you can't sell that like it's a universal ob- observation the kids who you can't, you know, everyone's got them in that school the kids who stink of garlic <laughs> yeah no we were the kids because we we were always out with our parents like they because they they went on tour a lot and stuff and then they'd come home and it'd be like nine o'clock and we'd be getting ready for bed because we had school and our parents were like right We've been away for three weeks. We're taking we're taking you all out for dinner. We'd go for a curry, and it'd be the best thing ever. And then we'd miss the bus the next day, um, rushing to school late for registration. And I was always late because I was, you know, first on the register, so I was fine. And but it was great. And I'd just be sitting there so tired, and, and everyone kind of going, "Emily, can you stay awake, please?" And I'm just thinking about the lovely night I had before, so didn't care. No, no, it makes my it makes my parents sound insane. I that promise you, they are. I'm jealous. Wonderful. They're the best parents ever. They are the best parents yes. ever. Yes, they sound um, irresponsible. Yeah. They... <laughs> oh yeah, but brilliant. <laughs> yeah, in a great way, in the best yeah. ways. Yeah, in a yeah, great yeah. way. We arrive at your dessert. Very exciting. Yeah. Although I'm a little bit nervous because when you were talking about your family's, you know, big days out and stuff, there wasn't any desserts featuring there. It was a, a lot of savoury. A lot of booze, but no desserts made lasagna. an appearance. But you know, if we do have a dessert, it's a few of them in the middle and we're kind of sharing. Mm. No one really has an individual dessert. But if I am going to have a dessert, the one thing I absolutely will not do, which I think you'll appreciate this, a cheese board is not a dessert. Yeah, So good. That is, that is a, it's obviously, we, we, we all know that. I think it's psychotic to order yeah. a cheese board as a what dessert. A Absolutely. What it's psychotic. It's, it's psychotic. Like, yeah. What a shame from Emily A. It's a meal. It, it's, it's a, yeah. I, I'll have it t- like an hour after a dessert uh-huh. or like once you're home and then you're having a nightcap, cheese board, uh-huh. lovely. And that's yeah. an extra added part to the evening. Yes. But not as a dessert, no. no. Well, your family probably have them with their breakfast beers. <laughs> It's a lovely dessert. It's a lovely no. way to round off a meal. Thank you, Emily Ota. Do you think? Okay, yes. no. Cheese boards are a beauty of life. Absolutely. Yeah. But that is that is a few, that's like two hours. When when you're home from the meal and you're all having a nightcap and you've got something on the telly and yeah. then a cheese board is made. Gorgeous. Or if you don't have a dessert at the restaurant, go home and have a cheese board by all means. Yeah. Yeah, no. absolutely. Yeah. Fine. So in a way, in a way, it's a dessert. Yeah. No, you should still have. No, you should still have it. Because you know, if you've not had dessert, dessert and you go home and have a cheese board, then the cheese board is the dessert. So thank you very much. No, but what what, what are you saying, Ed? What if you have your main course, you go yeah. home. I know what you're going to. You say. go to sleep. You yeah. wake up the next wake morning. Up, yeah, and then you, you have, have a bowl of cereal. A, a, is that a, a dessert? A fry yeah. Up. yeah. You have a fry up. Is that yeah. is that your dessert? The fry up. No, because there's a sleep in the middle. <laughs> Oh, so if there's sleep in the middle, it's different? Yes, and it's a different, different time. If it's in the evening and you've had it straight after your main course, then it's a dessert. Well, Emily was saying it was a different time. But not straight after. No, it's in the same quadrant of time. It's still in the evening. It's still in the evening. It's a car journey between these. Yeah, but it's it's a different part of the evening. Mm. The evening's the evening as far as I'm concerned. Oh. No, because there's all different sections of an evening. How many sections are there in an evening? Take us through the sections. Okay, so there's like, there's, there's pre, there's, you know, pre-drink. Right, so. This is all going to be drinks-based, isn't it? Yeah, yeah amazing. <laughs> what parts of the <laughs> yeah. evening are they? Well, obviously, the whole evening is divided up into when I'm having my drink. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Pre-drinks, first drinks, second drinks, third drinks, lasagna, fourth lasagna. drinks. <laughs> the first drinks, that is the first part of the evening. Everyone, like... You get, you've just got together and you're having a drink to say hello. Mm-hmm. That's the first part of the evening. I'm actually sort of thinking about when I'm on holiday, there's more sections of an evening. So there's that. You will meet on the balcony, let's say, or the, the you know, the terrace, whatever, and you're having a, a little drink. So there's that bit. 
there's then walking to the restaurant heaven uh-huh. you know that sort of time like at about sort of eight o'clock in the evening and it's like yeah. oh gorgeous you're a bit sunburned and everyone's like walking down to the restaurant everyone's chatting yeah. that's a bit of a vibe that's the next bit that walk is nice are you taking a drink with you for the walk yeah yeah we call it a bot for the germ <laughs> what so it's a <laughs> Oh. <laughs> a bot for the journ. I know yeah. James so well now that when I hear something, I know he's gonna he's he's gonna absolutely love it, and it's all he's gonna want to talk about. A bot for the journ, James. A bot, a bot for the journ. I mean, yeah, a bot for the journey. I'll tell you what you wouldn't want to see on a bot for the journ. <laughs> a bot that is on a journ, you would not want to see a. <laughs> a bot. I'm. That's something. I'm using that. I'm using bot yeah. for the journ. Yeah, absolutely. Journ. Love it. We're like, should we get take a little bot for the journ? Um, <laughs> who started saying that yeah when did it become this? a thing that you all say that to each other me and my mates we started saying this like 10 years ago when we started going out like to actually no it must have been longer now when, when we basically when we started going out clubbing you know we yeah. we created bot for the journey because on the way in the taxi <laughs> with all the screaming going on you need a pissy bottle of cheap wine you know to be drinking on the uh-huh. way it's now not a bottle of pissy cheap. It would be something nice that we have now. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, that's where it came from, Bot for the Germ, you know, piling in a cab and all kind of, yeah. like, a gaggle. But you're saying on holiday, this is a walk, right? A walk yeah. from the balcony to the restaurant. Yeah. How long is the walk, the Germ, that you need a whole bot? Well, yeah. to be honest, now it's it's not really now a bottle. It's It can just be, like, a little plastic cup of something that you've been drinking. But because Bot for the Germ... It's just evolved. It's still called bot for the journey, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a bottle. It just means a drink for the journey. It's, uh, nothing else yeah. works. I've tried, I've gone through all the different options in my head. Yeah. Nothing works other no. than bot for the yeah. journey. Glass for yeah. the journey just doesn't work. <laughs> no. Everything else is no. like one syllable: glass, cup, yeah. mug. So you yeah. just have to go bot for the journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's the only the only one you can shorten anyway. And it's lovely. So now, so walking down to the to a restaurant with with a drink in hand with yeah. your bot for the journey. Um, yeah. B for the J. Sometimes we've shortened it to. Yeah, um, well, that's going to get confusing. Yeah. So don't start. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> anyone overhearing yeah. that? That girl's with her family. What's so funny though is that we've been using it for so long now. Like my mum and like my aunts and everyone say it as well. But it's it's we yeah. now say it very seriously because we don't. There's no irony to it anymore. We're saying it very seriously. We go, Have you got a box for the J? Okay. So like when you sort of hear like mum or like my auntie Amy saying, "Go, hey, darling, have you got a box for the J?" <laughs> Yeah, of course. Uh, we've heard about your mum and your auntie Amy before. <laughs> and it does not surprise me that they have a, a, adopted the drinking slang of you and your uni yeah. m- buddies. <laughs> you, you and your uni mates. It's just a very normal thing we say now. Mum mum will go, love, 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 love. Have you got a pop for the giant? Yeah, yeah, got it. All right. <laughs> and then we walk to the restaurant. Your sister goes on the walk with a full lasagna under her arms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You got a last for the journey. Uh, <laughs> our other meal, our other uh, meal that Auntie Amy cooks us, Laz and Sal. So we call it Laz and Sal, which is like Sunday lasagna and salad that we love. And so if we're having like a Laz and Sal day at Auntie Amy's, that yeah. we know that's going to be a big old piss up as well. So. A Lazzy Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> It used to be the pasta piss up, and then it changed to um, she started making these really nice lasagnas, <laughs> and now we call it the lasagne. Like up for a bit of lasagne, like when you you know when you're having lasagne at Auntie Amy's, it's going to go off. But it used to be called a pasta piss up, just to be clear. Yeah, <laughs> your, yeah, yeah. The pasta piss up, <laughs> the great yeah. British pasta piss up. <laughs> and now your mum always checks that you've got a bot for the journey, the way that most people's yeah. mothers check if they've got their keys or <laughs> yeah. something like that. 
Yeah. Got your bottle for the journey, darling. So far in an evening, we've got pre-drinks mm. and we've got bottle for the journey. Yeah, bottle for the journey, and then that's that's the second bit, and then getting to the restaurant, sitting down, having a browse of the menu, and chatting. That's the next bit. Yeah. And then the meal, and that oh, actually no, there's five because then there's the meal, and then there's the bit after the meal. So then there's five five elements to to an evening. But after the meal, yeah. Is there one bit or is there another journ and then the, you know, nightcap? Yeah, the nightcap, which then turns into like a, a full kind of dance around the living room and or in the kitchen, yeah. wherever we are. And then that's another, that's a whole other kind of part of the evening. That's when the cheese board is out. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, the cheese board and the dance. Yeah, so the element five of an evening would be the cheese board and maybe a Bailey's. Nice little uh-huh. Bailey's. And the nightcaps. But it's quite ironic because I've only just learned that a nightcap is like one, isn't it? So I've uh-huh. been saying my whole life, should we have a few nightcaps now? Like as if right. say, like yeah, yeah, I just yeah. thought nightcaps mean more drinking. So a nightcap is actually only meant to be one, which it never never is. Do you call nightcaps bot for the bed? <laughs> we still haven't found out what your dessert is yet. Okay, my dessert. Again, I've got a bit basic because there's times where you can have show off mad desserts where it's mm-hmm. got, you know, crazy things on it. And I like a sticky toffee pudding with salted caramel ice cream. Mm. The salted caramel ice cream is kind of the, the showy offy bit. But yeah, just quite classic. You can't go mm. wrong. And again, I don't think I've ever had a bad sticky toffee pudding ever. I've had a bad like because I love rhubarb crumble, but I've had a bad uh-huh. crumble before. So right. you know it's not hot, it's not hot enough sometimes. A bit mm-hmm. too much. The, the ratio of fruit to crumble pisses me off sometimes. What's the correct ratios of rhubarb to crumble? I think it has to be fairly the same. I think it uh-huh. has to have the same amount of rhubarb. Actually, no. When I was young, when I was little, I wanted a bit more crumble. Nowadays. I don't mind it just being like a very sort of light topping of crumble because I quite like the sharpness of the fruit. Uh-huh. That is a, you know, it's quite a bit more grown up, isn't it? But yes, yeah, sticky tummy pudding, sticky tummy pudding, <laughs> salted, car- <laughs> um, salted caramel ice cream and a dessert wine. Love a dessert wine. Am I allowed a dessert wine? I, I, I think I fear what would happen if we got in your way. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You need a bot for the journ between courses. There's a there's technically yeah. you know it's not a physical journ, but it's an emotional journ between uh, yeah. main and dessert. So you do need a bot for the journ. So yeah, a muscat dessert wine. I think that's how you say it. Um, with a yeah, with a sticky toffee pudding, salted caramel ice cream. Boom. Quite, to go with the prawn cocktail, quite a sort of old school British menu as mm. well. Yeah, I've surprised myself really. I think because I. I like to experiment with food all the time. I love it so much. It brings me so much joy. I love it. And I always experiment. I love to cook. I experiment with so many different things. But I think if we're just thinking about dream meal, I just don't think overcomplicate it too much. Keep it just really like, yeah, I love a good old classic. Right. I'll read you your menu back now and Mm -hmm. see how you feel about it. Okay. Here we go. Sparkling water, loads of ice with lemon, and cucumber and mint and strawberries in it. Problems of bread, you want some focaccia bread, I believe you said, with some mm. olive oil and balsamic vinegar. Starter, prawn cocktail with small and big prawns. Main course, honey glazed pork and that gets your parents back together, but not if you have seconds. <laughs> but not if you have seconds. If you have seconds, that's, that's not happening. Side, sweet potato vibes. That was sweet potato fries with pumpkin karaoke. Karaoke? Karaoke, 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 I think one of those. Roasted butternut squash, sweet potato puree. 
Drink a cold glass of white wine. Gavi. Dessert. Sticky toffee pudding with salted caramel ice cream and a dessert wine. Muscat. Ooh. And I'm assuming at some point during all that, there's a bot for the gym. There's got to be. Yeah. Do you mean at the meal or the one that I'm taking home? There's such a difference in the way we say bot for the gym and the way you say it. Because you say it. Well, yeah, you've been saying it for ages, right? And we're, yeah. this is so yeah. new to us. We love, I don't know if you've noticed, Emily, we love saying bot for the gym. Yeah. yeah, we just want to get it right. It'll be one of those things you'll just you'll you'll say it so much you just won't even think about it. You'll just be like, are we we're getting bot for the journey? Like, bot for the journey. It's not. You won't. You'll stop. <laughs> There'll come a point where you stop smiling when you say it because it actually becomes quite an important part of your life. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's crucial. Yeah. Well, I, I I would say that probably before all this, you've got a bot for the journey because you're going on the way to the restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah. what is the bot for the journey for this particular meal? The bot for the journey for this particular meal would be. I think I'm going to go with a bottle of champagne, like a, a Verve Clico. That's showing off, isn't it? Sorry about that. Or a Moe. I like a Moe. Oh, actually, no, a Lanson. I like a pink, sparkling Lanson. Bot for the journey. For the journey. Yeah, that's my bot for the journey. That with a straw. Yeah. Oh, you might want to clean that bot. There's, <laughs> yeah. a... There's a piece of shit on it. <laughs> I love it. That's the. I can't believe that. Oh, I can't believe that's going to be the end of the episode. Watch your bot. Yeah, of course. You might want to clean your bot. There's a piece of shit on it. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, Emily. Thank Attack. you so much. What Thank a you. Thing. Thank you so much. Well, there we are, James. A brilliant episode with Emily Atak. A good menu too, I thought. A great app for the journey. A great app for the journey. I'll be using bot for the journey. I know you will be. Um, yes. It's one of the many things that's been adopted into my vocabulary. Bot for the journey, gin ton, and probably some other things. Gin ton for the journey. Emily did not say salt and shake crisps. Woo. She didn't even really want those sweet potato crisps. She wasn't having that, so she didn't even come no. close to being kicked out of the restaurant. We bought actually, up James. crisps a lot. I bought up prawn yeah. cocktail crisps. That was naughty of me, because I was like yeah, getting into crisp territory, trying to put crisps in her head. Couldn't she would not be shaken like the salt. Very good. Uh, lovely. Thank you very much, Emily. Uh, the second series of Emily's TV show, The Emily Attack Show on ITV2, starts in October, so keep an eye out for that. And she's going on tour from the end of September and you can go on the Live Nation website for ticket details. Get a drink in the main foyer of the theatre and call it the bot for the journey. Down to your yep. seat. As you're walking from the bar to your seat, know that you're on the journey. Yeah. You've got a bot. And maybe if you want to like really have a laugh, buy a fake poo from a joke shop, <laughs> stick it to your bum, and then when yeah. you get up to go to the toilet during the show, yeah. just don't reference it. Just walk down the yeah. aisle and Emily will be able to see that you've got a piece of shit on your ass. I can't believe you of all people is encouraging people to get up to go to the toilet in the middle of a show. Not only that, yes. but to attach a, a fake piece of shit to your ass. <laughs> yes, I should point out, if you haven't seen me live, I would absolutely hate that behaviour. I'd kick yeah. off. You don't like it when people leave leave you things on the stage. Refuse to do the rest of the show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Felt bad once someone left me cabbage on stage and for a laugh I kicked it off the stage and then they burst into tears and left. <laughs> So I think overall, best idea is just go and see Emily live. Yeah. Just watch it, enjoy it, laugh, yes. and then leave. Be a good audience member. Be a good audience. Laugh, then leave. That's what I would yeah. say. Also, if you want to show your appreciation to us boys, you can buy some merch. We have uh, a good range of merch on the Off Menu website, offmenupodcast.co.uk. A lovely range of T-shirts, accessories, tea, tea towels. Tea towels. T-shirts. Tea bags. No tea bags yet. Mugs, tea, tea mugs. Tea, tea for tote, tea for mug. 
Um, so do go and check that out. Uh, we're very, we, we really like our merch, and I like seeing people wear it. So yes. do that. Yeah, my sister went to give blood once, and there was someone waiting to give blood who was wearing an off-menu T-shirt. And I love it. My nephews couldn't wrap their head around it. Their uncle was suddenly on a, a stranger's on a T-shirt. t-shirt. Yeah. For them. Um, well, yeah. thank you very much for listening. Uh, we will be back probably next week, I'd imagine, James, depending on when this is going out. That's usually how we do it. We do it like that. Uh, so do come back next week and have a little listen. But uh, until then, keep on eating. Keep on eating. Keep on treating. enjoyed this podcast can i interest you in a totally different podcast that's not about food and doesn't have james acaster or ed gamble but i would say is quite fun no thank you oh okay not to worry if you change your mind at a later date yeah it's called nobody panic right um, it's hosted by me tessa Coates, and my friend stevie martin which is weirdly me <laughs> And we tackle all kinds of how-tos, from big things to small things. How to stop saying sorry, how to poo, how to break up with someone, how to quit your job, how to relax, how to have a conversation, how to deal with unrequited love. A smorgasbord of things. Absolutely. We have a nice time. People seem to like it. If you like, you can come and see what all the fuss is about. All that fuss. What's What's it called? Nobody panic. You can find it on all of the podcast apps that you would imagine it would be on. Please have a listen. 